1: This is the
2: Tom Hartman Program. Americans want Tucker Carlson's freedom, right? Pretty straightforward stuff, right? Tucker Carlson has some serious freedom that the rest of us would really very much like to have. And I'm not talking about the freedom that he got from being born the the Pillsbury Doughboy, uh, excuse me, the Swanson frozen food fortune heir. He was born a multimillionaire. He's a trust fund baby. And, you know, there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that, but that's not the freedom I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the freedom to promote his weird racist conspiracy theories every night on TV. I'm not even talking about his white privilege freedom. I guess that's where the Pillsbury Doughboy fits in. You know, to drive down the street and not be afraid of getting pulled over or shot by a racist cop. Those are all real, but the freedom that I'm talking about is his freedom to go to work and know that nobody around him has COVID to work in a COVID-free workplace. Uh, Most Americans would love to have that, particularly those Americans who have to deal with the public, you know, work in retail or restaurants and things like that. Well, how did he get that freedom? Well, Fox so-called news is one of the many American workplaces now that absolutely mandate vaccines. In fact, at the billionaire oligarch's company, Rupert Murdoch's company, THEY EVEN DEVELOPED THEIR OWN IN-HOUSE VACCINE PASSPORT. AND AS THE SENIOR VICE PRESIDENT FOR HUMAN RESOURCES, KEVIN LORD, SAID IN AN INTERNAL MEMO, FOLLOWING OUR REQUEST FOR EMPLOYEES TO UPLOAD THEIR VACCINATION STATUS IN OUR SECURE SYSTEM, WE ARE PLEASED TO SHARE THAT MORE THAN 90% OF OUR FULL-TIME EMPLOYEES REPORTED THAT THEY ARE FULLY VACCINATED. Now, out of that 10% that aren't fully vaccinated, a good chunk of them are probably, you know, halfway through the regimen. They got the first shot because you're not fully vaccinated until six weeks after your second shot. And he says anybody who's not fully vaccinated has to undergo a daily COVID test. I told you about this last week. The Danish public health ministry said in a press release about two weeks, three weeks ago, quote, the government will not extend the categorization of COVID-19 as a socially critical disease in Denmark. In fact, their minister of health, Magnus Hunke, told told the nation the epidemic is under control. We have record high vaccination rates. Therefore, on September 10th, that was what, two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago? On September 10th, we can drop some of the special rules that we have had to introduce in the fight against COVID-19. The government has promised not to hold on to those measures any longer than was necessary, and we are there now. How'd they do it? Well, Denmark, like Fox News, had a vaccine passport that you had to show to get on a bus, to enter a store, to go to work, so everyone got vaccinated. A few days ago, the country officially opened up. They did away with the need for the vaccine. They even did away with the need for the vaccine passport, except for very, very large events. Israel, same thing. They had their passport. They called it the Green Pass. This is from uh, yesterday's Times of Israel. Israelis celebrated the start of the week-long Sukkot holiday on Monday evening, one year after the strict restrictions of Israel's second pandemic lockdown made last year's festival a more subdued affair. This year, citizens are allowed to gather for large festive meals and attend synagogue services with few limitations, while many are also taking advantage of the holiday to go on trips either within Israel or abroad. They're free in Israel. They're free in Denmark. They're free at Fox News. And most of the developed world, it's just a matter of weeks or even months at the worst away from that as they rapidly vaccinate their populations. And if we wanna get there in America, we just have to hit 90% vaccination. It's real simple. I mean, we've got two countries now that have officially opened up and a half a dozen others that probably will in the next three or four weeks. And they're all showing the same thing. When you hit 90% vaccination, you have herd immunity and it stops the virus dead in their tracks. That R number, the reproduction rate, number you know goes from above one down below one all the way down to like 0.00 something and it's just for all practical purposes there's no more virus so wouldn't that be great if we hit 90 percent vaccination and america was able to open back up and workplaces were virus free wouldn't that be wonderful i mean joe biden's popularity would go through the roof which of course is why republicans don't want it to happen there's an election coming up in 14 months and the republicans want to make sure that when that election happens we're having some pretty rough times here in america so people will blame it on joe biden and the democrats in wisconsin for example this week a school board member resigned his job because his house and his family were being stalked and threatened by trump humpers what was his crime voting for for the kids in the school to wear masks seriously no not making this up this was his crime and for that he had people parked outside his house he had people following his wife and children he had people calling and threatening him he said quote with these pieced artifacts of selective information floating around in the communications that i've received as a result my family no longer feels safe therefore i have to do what is best for my family and their well-being and resign my position on the school board effective immediately It isn't in my family's best interest for me to try to appease a vocal group that continue to try to intimidate, harass, insult, and throw civility to the side. Why are these Republicans harassing school board members? Because they don't want the pandemic to go away. They want to drag this thing out so that it will hurt the Democrats. They don't care how many people die, they don't care how many people get long COVID, they don't care how many people are permanently disabled. They don't care how many people are wiped out with their hospital bills, by the way, starting last month. The big insurance companies pretty much started saying, hey, back to co You're on your own. And as a result of this, these Republicans, they were gung-ho when Donald Trump started Operation Warp Speed. Oh, boy, Operation Warp Speed. Our hero is getting this done. But then Joe Biden gets in the White House and all of a sudden, 180. A sudden U turn. Oh, we can't have vaccines. Even if Donald Trump paid to develop them, we can't have vaccines. And as a result, hospitals across America are melting down. We have two states, Alaska and Idaho, that have declared crisis standards of care, which means rationing medical services. Only the people who are most likely to survive are going to get medical treatment, and those who are the sickest and most likely to die are being given what's called palliative treatment if i'm pronouncing that right you know basically here have some morphine you can sleep in this bed in the uh, in the manager's office and why is this all because the republican followers of donald trump are not getting vaccinated and they are overwhelming the hospitals and to make it worse the hospitals are having to turn away people who have scheduled cancer surgeries or heart attacks or strokes. They say, don't even bother showing up. We can't take you. We've got no beds. Sorry. Go someplace else. And this is all fueled by a cynical Republican Party and the billionaire-funded media branches that are promoting this. That's the bad news. The good news is, We're going to get there whether the Republicans want it or not. California last week achieved the lowest COVID case rate in the nation, 32 people per 100,000. Mississippi, Texas, Florida, they're all in the 300 per 100,000, you know, like 10 times more. And California's case rate, by the way, would be half of what it is if they didn't have all these red counties. Same thing here in Oregon. So now the Republicans are coming up with stories about why hospitals are having to go to crisis levels of care. They're saying it's because nurses are quitting rather than getting the vaccine. Therefore, the hospital's in a crisis. Nope, sorry, that's not happening. There was a hospital, a 23,000-person hospital chain in Maine. They required 100% vaccination. A bunch of people, including some nurses, went out and talked to the press and said, we won't stand for it. We don't want to get vaccinated. The hospital said, okay, you've got until September 10th. Guess what? Total number of people who chose not to get vaccinated out of 23,000, 45. Only a couple of them were actual medical staff. All the rest of them were like janitors and things or whatever. United Airlines, 20,000 employees. They said if you don't get vaccinated, you try a religious exemption, that's fine. Unpaid leave. Out of the 20,000 employees of United Airlines, fewer than 10 have chosen not to get vaccinated. This is spreading across corporate America. A blue state America has already woken up and said, okay, we've got this thing figured out. The COVID crisis is under control in blue areas. It's out of control in red areas. The Republicans are desperately hoping. You know, they don't care if their own voters die. In fact, they're quite enthusiastic about it. They're promoting this every night on Fox News. And across right-wing hate radio and some of them actually sadly this is the you know in my business i my heart just bleeds for my peers six i believe i know for sure four right-wing radio hosts have now died of covid just in the last few weeks because they believed or practiced what they were preaching this is really sad But this is the state of America right now because the Republican political strategy is melt down the country in anticipation of the 2022 election so that Joe Biden doesn't get credit for ending the pandemic. We've got to stop this. We've got to stop them. And if we can get America as free of virus as is Denmark, Israel, and Fox News, then we can all be free, right? wouldn't that be great this is the tom hartman program so we're at a crossroads how do you think this one's going to shake out i'm actually optimistic frankly Tom Harvin here with you. On the line with us is our old buddy, Greg Palace, the investigative journalist, author of How Trump Stole 2020, gregpalace.com, the website, Twitter handle, greg underscore P-A-L-A-S-T. And Greg, uh, this is all about Stephen Donziger, the guy who dared to take on Chevron, right? You are in the federal courthouse in Manhattan.
3: Right, I'm in front of the federal courthouse in Manhattan. I'm Stephen Donziger, human rights lawyer, was just sentenced ready to six months in prison over a technical dispute in the courtroom. He was denied a jury trial. we have never seen anything like it. And just so you know, know, I used to work for the Justice Department back here on racketeering cases. I've never seen anything like it. The judge said she was going to hit Stephen Donziger with the proverbial two-by-four, and I thought she was going to come out of the bench with a piece of lumber. And she Mm. basically did. Six months. This is no attorney in America. History has ever been sent to prison for contempt of court... And his crime is that he was the lawyer for the indigenous people of the Ecuador and Amazon. He won a $9 billion judgment against Chevron. They've refused to pay, and they sued him for racketeering. They got his law license pulled. This guy went to Harvard Law School with Barack Obama, by the way, his buddy. i got to tell you, I've never seen anything like it going to prison for defending human rights. And by the way, the United Nations Human Rights Commission has just issued a report several hundred pages long saying this is a massive, massive miscarriage of international law. That's the United Nations Human Rights Commission judges, five top legal scholars working for the U.N. And they're In response to this decision you know,
2: that just came down, this six-month decision? Or the in response- international
3: press is here, not the American press, but the international press is here, and they're horrified. You can imagine every human rights organization is horrified. And they couldn't even get the, just so you know, here's a weird one, they could not get the Trump Justice Department to prosecute Donziger. Hmm. So the judge hired a private attorney who had worked for Chevron to prosecute Donziger. This is the first corporate prosecution in American history. And I, I kid you not, by the way, uh, Chevron's lawyer is billing uh, over a million dollars to prosecute this guy on a minor contempt charge six months in prison no one goes to prison for contempt or almost never and certainly never a lawyer and, and a human rights lawyer for defending his his clients. it's insane
2: wow that's mind-boggling greg what specifically was it that he did or said that led to this what's so the technicality said, here
3: the technicality is that chevron demanded that he turn over his computer and cell phone to them Well, as the names of whistleblowers, as the names of people in Ecuador, their lives would be in danger. You know, Chief Criollo, whom I met, I filmed him there in Ecuador. His son died when he went swimming in one of Chevron Texaco's sludge pits, didn't know it was a sludge pit, came up vomiting blood. The reason that they didn't know it was a sludge pit is that they didn't mark any. They leave these pits in the jungle, which, by the way, is against the law in the United States, against the law in Ecuador. The kid died in his arms vomiting blood and oil. So Donziger sued on his behalf and won, but he won't turn over the names of the other natives and and his internal documents dealing with the co So he asked for the right to appeal the decision to order him to turn over his cell phone and computers to Chevron. And uh, just for the appeal, uh, the judge said, you're in contempt.
2: So he tried to appeal discovery. In
3: contempt. Generally, it's fights over discovery. There's all that stuff, and you have appeals and goes back. And he even said, look, if a court... If a higher court says you got to turn over the stuff, I'll turn it over. I just wanted to appeal. The judge was like, no, you're going to prison, buddy, six months. He's been, by the way, wearing an ankle bracelet under house arrest for two years. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I t- I've never seen
2: anything Chevron's like really that. Chevron's really getting their pound money. of flusher.
3: Chevron is owning this. What I want to know is, and I will say members of the Progressive Caucus, I know you just had Rokan on, have written to Merrick Garland, this is an old Trump-leftover prosecution. Let's, uh, Chevron prosecution, the Justice Department should never privatize prosecutions, especially of human rights lawyers. But any prosecution, that shouldn't be privatized. And I'd like to see Merrick Garland step in and say, I'm sorry, I am the Justice Department, and we will conduct justice here, and we're not sending human rights lawyers to prison. You have no idea how it's playing in the rest of the world. It's gone wild. all over this planet
2: oh i can imagine i can absolutely imagine okay greg thank you thank you for sharing that story with us Uh, for people who want to do something about this i'm assuming is he going to be free on appeal or did they just drag him off to jail right now
3: the judge denied him bail but they successfully got her degree to let them appeal her denial of bail so he's out for a week while they're filing papers with the court because Mm -hmm. understand while they're appealing he got a six-month sentence. It could take two years to appeal, <laughs> so it's like, um, wow. you know, so it, he could serve the entire sentence. He's already been wearing a, an ankle bracelet for two years under house arrest, and he right. still remains under house arrest. So you're
2: going to give us a website,
3: freedonziger.com. That's d o n z i g e r to get the info to help out. In fact, I was just here with Roger Waters, you know, from Pink Floyd, who's been actually attending the trials every day. Hmm. He's because in, in England and in France and the rest of the world, it's like this is the United States, this is your democracy, this is your justice. You know, it ain't Judge Judy talking about hitting a, a defendant with
4: a two-by-four.
2: Yeah, that's just remarkable. Greg Palace at com, the website. You can tweet him at greg underscore Palace. Greg, thanks for dropping by. It's always great talking to you, my friend. Thank you. You're the best, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, back at you. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations on multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Okay, crazy alerts. A couple of quick crazy alerts here for you. Weird reasons not to get the COVID vaccine. Brutus R. Yates, writing over at Daily Kos, I'm assuming this is a a pseudonym, works as an ambulance driver and a paramedic in a mid-sized city in in the Midwest. He says the most common reasons when he's driving somebody in their ambulance to the hospital to have their COVID taken care of are you vaccinated? No, I'm not. Why not? The most common reasons are, it takes too much time, I can't afford it, or I don't like to take shots. Now those are all reasons that you know kind of fall into the category of, I wasn't paying enough attention to the news to realize how real and severe this is, in my opinion. Or they may just be what people think are excuses that will be acceptable to a paramedic. But those are the three main excuses. But then he gets into the, the, the weird ones that he has actually heard from people. And where do they get this? Well, again, you know, 19 out of the top 20 Christian Facebook groups are run by trolls out of Macedonia. Think about the Facebook groups and, of course, other social media as well, who are promoting vaccine misinformation. Here are some of the quotes from, from uh, some of his patients. The vaccine was developed in white male fetuses and is designed to cause black women to become sterile and cause black men to develop cancer in the next six years. All right. That's right up there with, you know, the earth is flat. It's not round. And all you have to do is look outside. You can see Okay, another one. This patient went on to refer me to several FDA doctors who have been whistleblowing this on YouTube. And the CDC accidentally released this on their webpage for one day. I actually get emails from these people. You know, Tom, I love your program, but you're so wrong about this. You know, Ivermectin is gonna save our lives. And uh, you know, the, the, the vaccine is gonna kill everybody. You know, it's just so sad. There are people in other countries who want Americans to die. They want chaos in the United States They want political and economic chaos in the United States. And it's not limited to any one country, although there are several that are kind of at the top of the list of, hey, wouldn't it be nice if America was no longer a major power in the world? At the top of that, obviously, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, maybe. But Macedonia, that one threw me for a loop. Anyhow. Here are some of his other excuses. My spouse or family member says COVID is not real and the shot will kill you. One person uh, started ranting that when this uh, ambulance driver and paramedic said it looks like you've got COVID, started ranting that they had been falsely accused of having COVID and they were gonna sue the hospital for slander. Another one said the jab changes your DNA just enough to no longer qualify as a human under the law. So you become legal cattle and the constitution no longer applies because you're not humans anymore And this is how Biden can take away your guns without breaking the law. This is in quotation marks here. There's other people who have said, well, there's a 99.9% survival rate. Or other treatments work, but they're suppressed. Or it's an experimental gene therapy, or the shot is worse than the disease. Be careful of all of these things. These are all absolutely wrong. The other one that is being promoted aggressively is the, the vaccine was developed using fetal stem cells or fetal cells. Well, yeah, two of the three vaccines. The J and J was not at all, but the Regenera or the uh, the Pfizer and the um, and the other one, uh, Moderna. Thank you. Um, were both tested on fetal stem uh, fetal cells from from the 70s, this stem cell line. Um, because the law requires that. But Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, got COVID, and he took Regeneron, right? Down in Florida, you've got Rick, uh, Ron DeSantis passing out Regeneron like it's popcorn, right? Uh, to anybody who will get it, Regeneron was tested on fetal tissue, sure enough. I don't think they care, though. I don't think these are actual excuses.
1: You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program. It's
2: just anything to create political chaos, anything to hurt President Biden and prevent him from from moving forward with America, anything to prevent America from getting back to normal. Jonathan in Portland. Hey, Jonathan, what's on your mind today?
5: Piece of news out of Taiwan from last August. They're having the opposite problem in Taiwan, where we're overloading our hospitals. Their clinics are threatened with closing. About a quarter of the pediatric clinics don't have enough patients because their patient load has diminished by 60 percent. Because why? All the masks and the social distancing
2: that's why oh so the kids in taiwan are not getting the flu and other respiratory diseases and so they're not showing up at the at the clinic and (laughs) so they've got too many beds is that what you're saying
5: that's exactly what i'm saying and they're now threatened with closure so the government is going to have to subsidize the clinics wow you look at the statistics in taiwan three deaths out of a hundred thousand united states 210 deaths out of a hundred thousand by the way there's been an uptick. Most people haven't noticed, but just recently it was just under 200 per 100,000. Now it's up 210. That's an uptick of 5%. I mean,
2: here in the United States, yeah.
5: In the United States, according to Johns Hopkins.
2: Yeah. This, this is, and, and it is uniquely happening. And it's just like this has become absolutely undeniable. It's uniquely happening among uh, Trump voters by and large. I don't think this is going to affect the voting populace so much because the death rate from COVID is only around one percent. This has so clearly now become a political disease, particularly when you consider the countries like Taiwan. You know, I opened the book, uh, *The Hidden History of American Healthcare*, with the story of Taiwan. How you know, throughout all of 2020, they had like fewer than a dozen deaths because they took it seriously right from the get-go and they used their national healthcare system for a national contact tracing, a t- a testing, and contact tracing program. And that's what we could be doing. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, we absolutely should. Jonathan, thank you for that. Karen in Los Angeles. Hey, Karen, what's up? Or uh, New Orleans, excuse me, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hey, Karen, what's up?
4: Um, well...
3: Uh, Tom, the hospitals that are overflowing with COVID patients Mm -hmm. should have a tent hospital in the parking lot and right next to the refrigerated trucks because the morgues are overflowing. And when you go in the hospital with COVID, you asked, do you have a vaccination? No. You go to the tent hospital. You have a vaccination? Yes. You go to the brick-and-mortar hospital and let them look at those morgues of refrigerated trucks sitting next to them. Visual aids go a long
5: way.
2: That's brilliant, Karen. And and essentially what you're arguing is the same thing I was saying a few minutes ago about how we used to treat tuberculosis. We used exactly. to segregate, segregate TB patients. It wasn't because they made bad choices, you know, it was because we didn't have a cure for it and it was a contagious airborne disease, but, but uh, you know, still we segregated the patients. And, and uh, exactly. yeah why exactly. not do that okay I'm with you thank, thank- you
3: so much because you uh, you're the only person I ever met in my life that agrees with me 99% of the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank, you, thank you thank you yeah nice to hear from you John in Queens New York hey John what's up I just want to point out that the insurance companies are really rich and their actuaries take into account what you might call the standard ways of dying like heart disease
5: and cancer but anything above and beyond that yeah you you run the risk of getting a higher premium or lower coverage. You're right. Was, the last few years I was working, I'm retired now. But the last five or six years I was working, when we filled out our benefits every autumn, like we had to do, if you were a smoker, you paid more. Correct. Or you got, you know, you, you got less. So they take stuff like that into account. So if they start charging a little more in one way or another for unvaccinated people, I think that's just pretty much the way they do business. You know, they're, they're not going to lose any money.
2: The thing is they can't charge more right now because Obamacare basically put a ceiling on on what insurance companies can charge but what they can do is they can start you know aggressively passing along co-payments and the the things that they legally can do that for the last year were suspended for the last year they were paying for everything and they were still showing a profit by the way and now they're starting to say "Eh, i don't think we're going to cover that john thank you thank you for pointing that out that insurance companies actually charge more if you're a smoker so you know again it blows up this whole argument about well what about my choice yes you can pay for your choice tal harman here with you so you know let me just put this question out one more time i know we've talked about this a couple of times in the program and people have called in and said Well, you know, they shouldn't uh, treat unvaccinated people first, or maybe you shouldn't treat them at all or whatever. There was an article about this over at Daily Kos this morning. I was reading how this anti-vax group actually went into a hospital and convinced this guy who has COVID, who was in the hospital, to leave the hospital because they're going to try and kill you. They're going to put a tube down your throat and kill you with the... Because they're convinced now. It's not COVID that's killing people. It's being on the ventilator, right? They talk this guy into leaving the hospital, and he leaves the hospital with them. And the video goes viral. And then a couple of days later, the guy is dead. And suddenly, they're like, you know, well, you know, it's <laughs> this is mind-boggling. Should we start deprioritizing unvaccinated COVID patients? This is a real difficult one for me because I've taken the position up to this point that a person's behavior and choices in life should not determine whether or not they get life-saving emergency care, right? If somebody has has not exercised regularly and they have a heart attack, you know, we shouldn't be asking people, hey, did you, have you walked a mile every day for the last couple months? um you know, or years or whatever uh you know we shouldn't be asking them about their dietary habits if they have you know if they're gonna have to have a limb cut off from diabetic gangrene uh, or if they're going blind from diabetic retinopathies something like yeah it's just like you know we shouldn't be doing that but also we shouldn't have our hospitals so full that if somebody falls and injures themselves they end up with a tracheotomy you know fighting for their lives and it's just this whole thing is just crazy. So the question, should we prioritize the people who are in need of hospital services? People with cancer that is on the verge of metastasizing who need to have surgery right now. People who are who have injured themselves. You know, people who have other illnesses. Should we prioritize those over really really sick COVID patients who are completely unvaccinated? And if we do, is that like some huge moral failing on the part of the United States? Or is that simply a statement that, you know, we're going to reprioritize things for our health care system? And if so, how do we decide that? Now, you'll recall, you know, all the hysteria around the death panels during the Obama, Obamacare discussions. All right, you got people who are going to decide, decide who's going to live and die, and they might decide that you're the one who's going to die. Well, yeah. That's happening right now. It's called crisis standards of care. And you've got two states now, Idaho and I believe the other one is Mississippi. I could be wrong, but you've got two states right now that have already gone full, no, it's Idaho and Alaska, that have gone fully to crisis standards of care. And you've got another dozen states that are on the edge of it. And crisis standards of care means that only the people who have the highest probability of surviving get medical treatment and everybody else gets morphine. What do we do about this? How do we, you know, how do we make these decisions? Yeah, you know, I think this is a really tough one. The efforts to keep America sick. And that's, you know, the Republican Party's motto really and their mantra should be keep America sick. And although Fox News doesn't want to, Fox so-called News, doesn't want to keep their employees sick, the programming on the air seems to be devoted to keeping America sick. Um, Sean was telling me just another right-wing host just, what, three days ago? Tuesday. Tuesday, Another right-wing host died of COVID. 51 years old. 52. It's just tragic, right? this is a a startling little bit of information from a a daily coast piece at least 248 public health leaders have resigned retired or were fired between april of last year and the end of march of this year according to an associated press and kaiser health news study in other words the republicans are succeeding right the public health officials just like the voting officials they're dropping like flies But the second topic I wanted to lay on your lap here, and then we can pick this up, you know, pick up a conversation of it on the other side, is the the right. Well, this morning's newsletter from Charlie Sykes. He calls it Morning Shots. The right's snowflakes are banning books. He says last October, the all-white Central York School Board unanimously banned a list of educational resources that included a children's book about Rosa Parks, uh, Malala's autobiography, and CNN's Sesame Street town hall on racism. One parent, Matt Wyant, said, I don't want my daughter growing up feeling guilty because she's white. And he said this at the school board meeting. They panicked and they froze all these books down in Tennessee. Republican governor there has signed a law that says that schools cannot teach lessons that make students, quote, feel discomfort, guilt or anguish because of their race or sex. A woman named Robin Sheehan, in tennessee in frank in the affluent franklin district of tennessee has formed this group called moms for liberty they poured over second grade textbooks marking up those they found objectionable with highlighters and sticky notes among the books mom for liberty moms for liberty deemed inappropriate are quote martin luther king jr and the march on washington and the story of ruby bridges about a black six-year-old who integrated the louisiana public schools in 1960 Oh, we can't have stories about young black children integrating our schools. Or Bull Connor, she specifically objected to Bull Connor being referenced. We can't teach the actual racial history of America. It might make our white children feel embarrassed or ashamed. Maybe that's a good thing. You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program. You know, I look back on slavery and I'm embarrassed and ashamed for my country. I'm not wounded by that. Isn't that part of growing up? Posted over on Twitter, and it's uh, by Summer Brennan. She writes, in August, my dad was living independently in rural New Mexico, and then he had a fall. Now, her dad was vaccinated. He had been very careful. He didn't have COVID. In fact, this story has no COVID in it in terms of her dad. But he fell, and he ended up in the hospital because he injured himself with his fall. The hospital had no beds for him because everybody in the hospital had COVID. And so her dad ended up sleeping on the floor where he caught pneumonia. Not COVID, just good old-fashioned pneumonia. He laid on the floor for six hours without anybody noticing. And when they did finally notice, he had already turned blue and his, his blood uh, oxygen was down to 50% from the pneumonia. So they had to intubate him. They couldn't get him to a hospital that could deal with his broken leg or his injured leg. I don't know if it was broken or injured. But they, but they, but they had to deal with the pneumonia. So he was put on a ventilator in a storage room because there was no space for the unvaccinated because of all the unvaccinated COVID cases. 24 hours later, he was a little be- better. She flew uh, along with one of the siblings to, 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 to speak with him. He thought that was the worst of it. He thought everything was going to be fine. Then the hospital decided, you know, they can't, you know, there was no pulmonologist. There was no cardiologist. They needed to intubate him, but they couldn't. And under normal circumstances, they would have just sent him to a hospital or a larger hospital could have dealt with this. There were several close by. It would have been routine, she writes. But due to COVID, it was impossible. And then they had to, you know, uh, cut his throat, do a tracheotomy for him. I mean, it's like they were calling hospitals all over New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Texas, Utah, California. No beds. Nobody could take care of dad. Three days later, they had to intubate my dad for the third time. They said doing this could result in permanent disability. They gave her the option of making him comfortable. We all know what that means. He came into the hospital because he fell. He injured his leg. He was just fine. And this is all because people won't get vaccinated. That the hospitals are overwhelmed. And this was in New Mexico, which is, you know not a red state not a not a although it's a lot of red counties and they're wiping out the hospital. why wasn't her dad treated in front of the unvaccinated i mean if it was your wife your husband your child your mom your friend wouldn't you want them to go to the front of the line jerry in san francisco hey jerry what's on your mind today
4: in the midst of all the things that are going on right now with the passage of the bill or not passage and so forth, um, there were a couple of staggering uh, uh, news stories, to me anyway, 90,000 school superintendents across the country uh, are asking for help because so many of the administrators and school personnel have been threatened by the anti-vaxxers are just the... Yeah, that story broke that yesterday. The
2: official care. kind of association of, of those folks has, has you know, officially come out and said, we need some help here. Uh, right. This is and a then, crisis.
4: Sure. And the, and the second one, although it doesn't seem, the numbers don't seem that large, but, you know, 123 nurses and doctors have been assaulted in Branson, Missouri, since January 1st.
2: Whoa. Wow. Yeah. just in, in, in one relatively small town that's right that's right that really really shocked me and then secondly it one are, you know, are, assaults, are most of these hang on just a second are, are most of these assaults from patients within the hospital because sometimes people get weird and delirious no. and no.
4: right no 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 this is outside people waiting for them to come out and uh, some of them have been hit with paint balloons, but a woman, one of the nurses that was put into the hospital with fractured ribs, wow. and not one person has been arrested uh, because of these assaults that, that have been going on since the 1st. Then, and then finally, uh, we have a, a new neighbor on our block who uh, moved in during the summer, and I the first time I had a chance to really talk to he and his wife, they're both uh, doctors, and he had to leave Dallas, Texas. Because of the, he had to take off his scrubs at the end of the night because he, he was a target if he walked out there. And it wasn't just specific to him. Right. It was anybody who was deemed uh, a caregiver, basically. Yeah. And so he said, he did, you know, he never got hit or anything like that. It was just the right. constant. It's just his, the domestic
2: terrorism got to him.
4: Yeah, finally, he finally said, you know, I've, I've had it. I and mean, at least he has options. You know, he's third generation. Uh, Physician, and yeah. his wife was born as uh, Korean, but was was born here, and she started getting called the N word in the last year, and she never faced that before in uh, in Dallas. That's
2: and, a right uh, Dennis in Aptos, California. Hey, Dennis, what's on your mind today? Tucker
0: Carlson, his real mom is not the Swanson heiress. His dad, who was a newspaper reporter in San Francisco, or worked for some magazine as a writer, anyway. He you know he divorced you know they got divorced he, Tucker Carlson's mom was actually
2: a school teacher, and so yeah, but his Francisco. stepmom is the heir to the swanson exactly. oh, so so what you're saying is when yeah. he was born, he wasn't a, a, a okay. yeah
0: he yeah. was he wasn't born on third and thought he had a triple, but anyway uh I'm all for mandates, Santa Cruz, we got a mass mandate any any business you got to have it on this weekend is the Monterey Jazz festival I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. uh i just although i did go to the giants game last weekend but you got to show you know you have to
2: get the show proof of vaccination yeah yeah
0: yeah they don't care if you're not wearing a mask out in your seats Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a full house there was probably about half full a little more than that um and that's the reason people you know they've had a couple of full houses at oracle park uh, the Dodgers series for one, but most games, you know, they're they're only getting like twenty five, thirty thousand, and there are you can find places to sit where there's nobody near you for a couple of rows. When you're indoors, though, in the stadium, you got to have that mask on, and they'll tell you to put it on. Yeah. So um, I, you know, but but I'm not going to go down to the Monterey Jazz Festival because, you know, there's going to be some places that are going to be indoors there. They have some indoor arenas. And um, if, if you don't have to wear a mask because they're not mandating it, I don't want to be that close to people in a closed environment like that. So um, anyway, that's that's what I have to say is we're 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 inconsistent, although the numbers look good and they are dropping, unlike um, the other states. And I don't believe whatever comes out of Florida. Vermont yeah. DeSantis.
2: Well what's you know, going to happen even in the red States, Dennis is that they're going to eventually approach herd immunity based on natural uh, immunity based on infection as opposed to a, a, a vaccination. Um, there will be a lot know, of dead bodies in the wake of that and a lot of permanently disabled people and an enormous amount of medical bankruptcy. but they will eventually also, reach that. Yeah,
0: and there's also the possibility of you're going to get a, you're get another, another mutation that could be
2: worse. It's possible, but um, I, it, generally speaking, any mutation that, I mean, right now, uh, Delta still has that, that same fatality rate around 1% as, as did the original COVID, um, and they've mm-hmm. gotten better at treating it. Um, if it got much higher than that, it would burn itself out fairly quickly, because it would kill its host. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you, know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, and I think this is about as contagious as they can get. So, you know, ultimately, I think that, you know, we're going to be out of this, you know, one way or the other. The problem is the red states are going to be out of it, having just devastated financially, emotionally, family-wise, life-wise, their own people. And the blue states are going to be out of it. They're going to vaccinate themselves out of it. Yeah. We're going to get out of it. Dennis, thanks for the call. Tom Harbin here with you. Uh, So the second question for the hour today, my mind anyway, is, is there any way out of the Trump cult other than dying or almost dying? And frankly, you know, I see these anti-vax rallies and I see the Trump rallies. And what's fascinating to me is when the reporters go in there and they start walking around talking to people and asking them what's going on with you. A lot of these people had COVID. Keep in mind, I mean, you know, about 80% of people who get COVID don't end up in the hospital. In fact, the number might be higher than 80%. Uh, Almost certainly has has to be higher than 80%. Probably over 90% of people who get COVID don't end up in the hospital. They just, and some of them are very mildly symptomatic, maybe a third. Some of them are like severely symptomatic as in, you know, terrible flu, maybe a third. And some of them just feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to die, and they end up with long COVID. And that might be the last third separating out the 2 or 3% or 5% slice who end up in the hospital and the 1% or 2% slice who end up dying. So these people who have had COVID rallying and getting together and doing all these things, uh, basically loudly proclaiming, we've had COVID, we don't need no stinking vaccine, we've got natural immunity, and, you know, they do have some immunity. having had COVID. They don't have the kind of immunity that they would have if they had a vaccine. But, uh, you know, so they're seeing that as the way out, but it's not getting them out of the Trump cult. It's burying them deeper into the Trump cult. And then, you know, like I said, there are other people who get really sick. In Hawaii, this guy, Chris Wyckoff, he was the co-founder or the founder, actually, of the so-called Aloha Freedom Coalition, which uh, is an anti-vaccine group. And then he got sick with COVID and he ended up in the hospital on oxygen. And now he says, I was in a bed. I can't move. I can't breathe. I was afraid I was going to die. We were told that the COVID virus was not that deadly, which raises the question, who told you that? Was it local right-wing hate radio in in Hawaii? Excuse me? or was it uh, tucker carlson or others on fox news or was it donald trump uh, you'll recall back in uh, march or april he of last year he said oh it's just you know bad flu anyhow he says we were told the covid virus is not that deadly it was nothing more than a little flu i can tell you it's a lot more than a little flu very interesting pretty breathtaking stuff right both of these issues that republicans are a willing to let people die in order to try to sabotage any success that the democrats may have you know and we'll see see how this plays out by the way you've got that and then and then we've also got this whole movement, and there's kind of twin movements, there's, and, and they seem to go back and forth, uh, you know, month by month, on the one hand being hysterical about the true history of race being taught in America, and racism, really, that's what we're talking about, is the history of racism, and and racial violence, and sl- enslavement, and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also, you know, when, the, when they're not talking about that, they're talking about gay and trans issues, and... You know, these are essentially the same thing. It's how you're born. And Republicans just don't want to acknowledge that some people aren't born white and straight. Or that everybody shouldn't be entitled to the same rights as people who are born white and cisgendered. And I'm sorry, you know, the world is moving ahead here and the Republican and and, and non white people and and non straight people or what have been with us from the beginning of humanity and deserve every bit the right and respect and privileges and, and rights in society as as anybody else. Paul in Sparta, Wisconsin. Hey Paul, what's on your mind today?
6: Thank you for taking my call. I missed your segment a minute ago. When you were talking about the school board member that quit, yep. was that in Sparta?
2: Uh, let me find the article here.
6: Because uh, our school board member did quit. Oh, really? After yeah. being harassed, followed, they know where his wife works. They know where his kids go to school. Yeah, it's and happening. A a ro- kind of it's like happening Sparta. a lot
2: all over the place. Uh, this was a guy by the name of clatt was his last name tony clatt oh. and this was in wisconsin yeah but i don't have the city i'm sorry
6: yeah but no our our fellow was named i don't know his first name but his last name was solberg uh-huh And he was a young fella and a good good guy but he voted for mask and they started threatening you yeah. know yeah. Yeah, i mean and, a, in a little town like sparta you know it it's just as red as as you'll ever see Yeah. These are it's thoughts. Horrible. They they don't care about kids. They don't care about your mask. They don't care about shots. Just, you know, leave us alone.
2: Well, it's not even leave us alone. It's, you know, keep the economy in the crapper until we've got a Republican in the White House.
6: Well, that's always been. Yeah. I worked for 40 years for the government, and every time elections come around with Republicans and Democrats, the Republicans made sure that the economy tanked. They did it for Obama, they did it for Bill clinton they did it they're, they're doing it now yep. they don't care yep. they just want the money and the
2: power there you go i'm with you paul thank you and thanks for the call from wisconsin mike in lameda california hey mike what's up
7: hey Tim. you know i hope those uh, moms for liberty don't run across the bible or will be in, in trouble there well, is so much to you uh, can
2: you can pick and choose I, did you see the story i i saw this on daily Coast this morning but it's a scientific study that they've been do- doing you know, in the area where, where Sodom and Gomorrah were. You know, in the Bible they were destroyed by fire from, from, the, from the heavens because they were practicing sexual immorality. Turns out they got hit by a, a, a meteorite, just like the Tunguska one in, um, in 1908 in Russia that, you know, wiped out like hundred square miles. 2,400 degree Fahrenheit blast of heat for 30 seconds killed everything, um, you know, within, within like a hundred mile radius of uh of these towns uh it wasn't god it was a meteorite but uh it's there it is right there in the bible it's amazing anyhow back to you well it,
7: yeah. yeah i'm just figuring they might run into uh proverbs 1 verses 28 through 32 which sort of describes all these people who are anti-vax had a mask and uh affirm faith in the lord and then end up dying of uh covid Hmm. anyway uh, is that
2: is that thou shalt not test the lord part i i don't know what the you know it's
7: it's sort of based on the idea that uh knowledge about vaccines and medicine and science and all that is some a gift of god Hmm. and people who are rejecting it uh end up in a bad way yeah so anyway uh but on the question of where we're going with the pandemic altogether i'm going to be continuing to wear masks even if everyone else is uh, around me is vaccinated until there comes a day when some kid asks, well, what's COVID-19? Right. Because every time there's been one of these more virulent variables breaking out someplace, I've uh, assumed that it was already where I am. And lo and behold, hey, it already was, because these uh, variants aren't, this, uh, you know, discovered and described, Yeah, and uh, I think where we're going to end up with this, Mike, is later. it's
2: going to be like the flu. It's, you know, it's going to be worse during, because it's a respiratory virus, it's going to be worse during the times when we're indoors, which is the heat of summer and the, and the peak of winter. Uh, it's well, going to diminish in spring and fall. And uh, you're going to have a whole generation of kids right now who are exposed to it and have developed what may well be lifelong immunity, probably will be at least immunity for a couple of years, um, well, and we'll uh, all be getting shots every fall that'll be actually, a combined flu and COVID shot.
7: Actually, uh, William Hazeltine, is a retired uh, Harvard med prof and uh, Harvard uh, public health prof, uh, put an article out a little while ago about uh, this whole issue. And his view seems to be that uh, we may not. Uh, have such a thing as natural immunity. In other words, people who have been infected are still susceptible of reinfection and uh, very bad outcomes. Well, I'm going to be wearing my mask every place I go.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally get it. And that's the case with the common cold, which is a type of coronavirus. It's a different family of coronaviruses. Um, And it's also the case of the flu. You can get the flu as a little kid and you don't have immunity when you're 40. You don't even have immunity the next year. Um, of course, the, the flu is constantly mutating. It's a highly mutating vi- virus, but most viruses mutate. But I, my, my sense of it is that, you know, two, three, four years from now, we're going to be looking back and going, boy, we went through a hell of a time there, particularly with the Republicans trying to kill everybody. And, and uh, you know, and, and now we're, we're kind of on the back side of that. We figured this thing out, and, you know. Sure, I hope on, you're right onward through the fog right Uh, let's just get our shots every fall and maybe every spring i don't know we'll see but uh you know it'll be enough mike i gotta run but thank you for the call it's good to hear from you oh our crazy alert for the day social media convincing covidiots to inhale hydrogen peroxide well of course it's it's I guess it's not as bad as bleach, but they're putting hydro, and this is like on, it's all over social media. Just just put some hydrogen peroxide in a nebulizer, you know, one of these things that boils it up into the air so you can breathe it. And then just breathe that stuff and it'll knock out that virus. No, it won't. It, it's not preventative. It's not prophylactic. It's not, it's not curative. It's not restorative. It doesn't, it just doesn't work and it can hurt you if you try drinking this stuff the side effects of and this is just three percent hydrogen peroxide the, buy, the stuff you buy over the counter drinking it can produce vomiting nausea irritation of your mouth throat and stomach gastric distress foaming at the mouth vomiting up oxygen bubbles that have formed in your stomach internal burns um and you know and inhaling it is going to do all that to your lungs are you sure you want to try this? I mean, this is just played old, flat-out bat guano crazy stuff. John in Hillsboro, Oregon. Hey, John, what's on your mind today?
1: Well, there was this German poet. I can't really pronounce his name too much because I'm not. I only do the Queen's English. But um, he, back um, about 1790s, 18, uh, early 1800s. He had this um, little quote that he was said uh, that that was but a prelude where they burn books, they will ultimately burn people also. Hmm. And his name was Heinrich R I S. I don't know how it's pronounced, but H E I N E. Is that Heine? <laughs> uh,
2: Heine would be how he Heine. would say it. Oh in yeah. German, well
1: yeah. anyway, anyway, his when the Nazis were doing their thing back in their mid thirties, yeah. um, his books
0: were. the or you they, could say that of
2: Thomas More too. I don't know if you've seen the Tudors, uh, that series on, no. on, I think Showtime or whatever. I get it through Prime. Um, but that's you know yeah. when Thomas More was uh, defending the Catholic faith against Henry the Eighth. He was he started out burning yeah. books and he ended up burning. He burned six people. He took one guy home mm-hmm. and tortured him in his bedroom just for the fun of it.
1: Well, the first emperor of China he buried alive all the scholars.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this
2: is tough times. Not new. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: It's, it, well, no. This is not. You know. Yeah. There's this nothing is American style. You know. Yep. But anyway, I just wanted to put that in because um, I just remember hearing that quote when I was yeah. watching some it's of these documentaries. It's a good
2: one. It's a good one. If okay, they start bye burning bye. books, they'll end up burning people, and that's exactly what yeah. they're talking about. And now they're talking yeah. about executing women who have abortions. They started out saying, "Oh, let's <laughs> let's charge ten thousand bucks." Yeah. John, thank yeah, you. The fun keeps coming. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank you, John. Michael in Seattle. Hey, Michael. What's on your mind today?
5: know you're out there fighting thank you. Um, i just wanted to say that i think it's becoming more and more evident that that the folks who are not going to get vaccinated for whatever their reason are not going to be convinced to get vaccinated and uh that we that the discussion should start to bend toward what do we do now we if we're not going to talk them into it if logic or our pain or suffering is not going to talk them into it um, then the discussion needs to move to something else.
2: I think we already and know the answer I, to the question, Michael. And, and let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, please the please answer please. to the question, by the way, is you say if you want to participate in civil society or if you want to keep your job, you have to be vaccinated. United Airlines I agree mandated totally. vaccines. And then, you know, a whole bunch of their employees, like thousands of their employees said, we have religious exemptions. And they had these little, you know, religious exemption forms that this pastor is, is selling online. So the airline right. said, OK, that's cool. If you have a religious exemption, you are now permanently on unpaid leave. And all of a sudden, everybody got vaccinated. They asked the CEO the other day, "How many, you know, how many people are not vaccinated?" He said it's in single digits, fewer than 10 people. You had uh, two hospital groups in Maine who who announced about three or four weeks ago that everybody has to be vaccinated by I think it was last week, and they had demonstrations out in front, and, and you know their their local version of the Proud Boys showed up, and a bunch of nurses were all furious. Um, now we discover that that uh, something like 11, out of 6,000 employees in this whole group, something like 11 people have resigned their jobs. Everybody else just said, okay, screw it. Give me the vaccine. So I think that if you, you know, it's just like our schools. You've got people who are like, oh, I don't want to vaccinate my kids and I'm worried about this, that, or the other thing. You know, the whole autism scare and all that stuff. And But, you know, push comes to shove, they get their kids vaccinated so they can go to school. So I, th- I think it's just a matter of, using the force of law or which is what biden is doing you know with the commerce clause saying that employers of over 100 people have to be vaccinated employees of companies with over 100 employees i think the next step is to drop that to companies with over 50 employees i mean i think they just randomly pulled 100 out of the hat and and maybe that's brilliant you yes know, yeah and just just that's brilliant I, I i don't see any other way to do it michael you you know no, we're, we're out of carrots. we tried I lotteries don't
5: see any other way to do it yeah here in I oregon we gave really right. we gave
2: away a couple of you know full scholarships to our colleges we <laughs> gave away hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes and still you've got all these red counties where people are going oh no i watch fox news i know i'm doing my own research you know um and and they're dropping like flies so i i think you just need to say you know if you want to work if you want to get on a public bus If you want, you know, if you, I mean, if you want to take an Uber, if you want to go to the supermarket, whatever, you know, if you want to be a member of our society, of our civil society, you cannot be walking around spreading a deadly disease to the rest of us. Thank you very much.
1: Your mouth to God's ears, my friend. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.